Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I am joined by Gav, G, and Dylan for this episode of the show. We continue our fantasy football draft primer with part 2, which is a wide receiver exclusive. We discuss the importance of drafting a wideout and tips for how to identify the best ones. We then give our picks for who will finish as the best wide receiver in fantasy this season, as well as discuss the fantasy outlooks of the many wide receivers changing teams this season. Finally, we'll play a little buy-sell and give some sleeper picks of our own. Today is August 8th, 2022, and this is the 68th episode of the show. Well, as you can tell from my very long-winded intro, we got a lot to discuss today. Tired already just thinking about it, jeez. Huh. Yeah, I was a little bit out of breath after that intro, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but either way, so much to cover here. Let's just get started right away here. We're talking wide receivers. We discussed running backs in part one of the draft primer. You can take a listen to it. We did that last week. But, you know, when it comes to drafting wide receivers, you know, let's just start off from the basics again. Like, do you have a strategy when it comes to drafting a wide receiver? Um, What do you look at other than, you know, just a big board of saying, oh, you know, this guy's ranked number one. I should draft him. Right. I mean, I definitely look at who's throwing you the ball. And how much you're going to be winning. I know that's hard to predict, but like, are you a good team? Are you in a bad team with a bad quarterback? Or do you have a quarterback and you like just not going to get any opportunity? Like O-line, you know, that sounds like a lot. But, you know, like let's just consider a receiver from the Giants. You got to think about that. He's going to be catching the ball from Daniel Jones. He has, you know, uh, Dable as a coach. He has a mids O line, you know, he's not gonna have the most time to like develop. How much are they gonna be like really, you know, scoring touchdowns and getting into the red zone? Things like that. And then then there's the opposite end of it where you have like Cooper Cup, the volumes there, the quarterbacks there, the coaches there, and you're like, Wow, this is, you know, why he's number one. Because all the things that you're looking for in a receiver, I see in, in someone like Cooper Cup. I mean, it's really hard to draft a a wideouts simply because it's there's just too much variables and it's very inconsistent because you're not guaranteed. You I mean you can have the number one wide receiver on a team and they still like they they get shut out by like the cornerback or something or they just have an off day. The only guarantees are like Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. I mean, Jim, I used to be Devonte Adams too guaranteed, but Jefferson. I don't. Jefferson. Well, I guess now Justin Jefferson. He took over for um, what's his name? But Thelian Diggs. Yeah, Thelian Diggs. Oh, it's just tough. Really, I feel like it's luck, honestly, because I never, I never hit on wideouts. Because if you're you a Patriots the... fan, what the fuck do you know about? <laughs> it's in the genetics. <laughs> it's just I know it, it runs in my blood. All you watched are missed receivers, bro. I know it is what it is. Nikhil Harry, but like I'm just saying. Like, if you follow, whenever you follow my strat where you go, like, three running backs first, because I like having, um, a, my running, like, a wide receiver, I mean, a running back two as my flex option, it doesn't leave you um, with great picks for wide receiver. And so, like, you're really just praying based on if you follow what I said last week um, with I, the running back. I just, my, my difference with Gav is in drafting strategy. I like to say I like to go three rounds. I would want to do two running backs and receiver instead of three straight running backs, especially because in the second round, the third round, if you're like a, you know, you got an early pick in the first round, you're gonna have to wait till 
the end of the second round basically to get your second running back or your first wide receiver now at that point there's a lot of still big names left and you get two back-to-back picks uh, it'd be hard for me to go two running backs after you just drafted one in the first round so i like really getting like a, a you know tyree kill or someone like that those are sort of type of names you know especially with the change of uh, teams those type of players in the second round and then maybe no dude back in the third it just doesn't make any sense. You can't put two. If you're paying on PPR, I get. I mean, no, it doesn't really matter either. If it, it just because why you can have a random wide receiver do amazing one week, and then your guy, That's one your week, wide receiver. But what about the consistency? No, but most of the time, the and there's to too week. many wide receivers to be like throwing to you. At least you know with running backs, there's you have your cowboy, and they're going to use them the entire time. You know. Like, I had Braxton Berrios, like, two years ago, and he, like, popped <laughs> off for, like, two touchdowns or something like that randomly during the championships games. I'm like, this guy's crazy, and he was on, like, a, a stretch for a while where this, this slot guy hey, is Dylan, just so Dylan, good. Dylan, 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 I know Dylan's with me on it. Dylan, tell him about what happens when you draft a great receiver, bro, in the last dude, year. Dude. I'm saying, dude, no, 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 no. You can't even Yo. listen to Dylan. You can't let, compare let nothing Dylan to Cooper talk. Cup. No, you called him the wide receiver guru last week, so. He let, is, look, no, no, but listen, he's the wide receiver guru, but that's only because I don't know how. That's what I'm saying. It's all luck. He, <laughs> you don't like, know shit about receivers. How about, how about you let him, you let him uh, explain his mastery so then we can. Take yeah, it, let me know. I'm trying to take it. Honestly, just I think, yeah, I remember you talked about this with between uh, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. You know how they eat breakfast together, right? I kind of find that Tana with another with another duo. For example, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. When oh yeah, when they were playing at LSU, and I was really lucky getting Jamar Chase because he fell down the draft during our draft actually pretty hard. Like I would say, like fifth fifth or sixth round. That's why I picked up picked him up, but at the same time, it's kind of a risk because it's um, he's a rookie at that time. But I think I just believed in um, the chemistry between Joe Burrow and um, Jamar Chase. But I didn't expect Cooper Cup to be number one option for for Matthew Stafford with the LA Rams, which I don't regret. And just him alone carried my team in our sports council league. I think because that sports council. Uh, league was PPR, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he he alone carried my team because I think I had Tyler Lockett, and he's very hot and cold. So no, listen, I think, yeah, no. I think a lot of Gav's experience is based off of Tyler Lockett as well. Um, no, listen, because Dylan said he got lucky when he drafted um, Jamar Chase. I'm telling you, it's all luck. Because I mean, I had Keenan Allen, dude, and I just needed him to. Dude, he put up a freaking oh my god! I remember that game. Yeah, How about you explain he, it a little bit more. Ah, oh, freak! I forgot. I needed like five. Po- I don't remember. I just needed a base amount of points, something very standard from Keenan Allen. I know he just. I just need his regular like a six points or something, ten points. No, dude, he puts up a dud. He's in for like one play, catches one ball for like ten yards. Done. It was it. He was over. And this is a number one option. The best player on um, the Chargers team cost me a championship or a, a trip to the championship, and you want me to draft Keenan Allen that high? You want me to expect this from a wide receiver? You want me to draft him? My th- like, well, Keenan is not going third round, but you know that's like fifth or something like that, and I just can't trust it. Fourth, maybe even can't trust you gotta it. Trust your players. You got you got to stick with your gut. 
I'm 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 convinced Gab doesn't know receiver talent, and it's just because he's a Patriots. <laughs> no, okay, listen, he's a bald <laughs> monster. Kendrick Bourne. Who is your guy? Who is your guy? Kendrick Bourne, hey, receiver okay. one. In you that case. last year, dude, you were you were riding those running backs, bruh. <laughs> I was, and I'm just telling you that. And that it wasn't we ride receiver talent. There's still receiver talent out there to get, and there's a lot of it. I really like C.D. Lamb this year. I think he's going to be, you know, outperforming where he's getting drafted, at least in the late second round. That's a receiver I would love to get in the sec- late second round. Wide receiver one for you. I think he'd have a, he's going to have a great season this year. And I think that you're not giving people like him credit. And you got Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. You even got Debo. I think he's going to be amazing again this year. Like all these guys in the second round, the third round. After you get your running backs, I think it's a great, great way to start your draft. I'm not yeah. discounting I, those guys' I, talent. I'm just saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying that you need to, in a fantasy football, if you are completely new to this, and we just talked about running backs being the most important position, right? Now, wide receivers are the second most important position, right? You got, you need to fill your lineup with two running backs at a minimum, two wide receivers at a minimum, and then you have flex spot, which will probably be either a running back or a wide receiver. So wide receivers are important. They're probably the second most important part of your team. They're not going to be the foundation of your team like a running back, per se, because, as Gav said, they're pretty unpredictable. They're a little bit more volatile than perhaps a running back who will get a steady diet of at least like 10 carries versus a wide receiver he might catch a couple of um, maybe he will only catch four passes in a game but maybe those passes will go for like 20 yards or 108 yards right so it depends it's a lot more volatile but they can win you your league at any given point because they have such an explosive ability that isn't just a running back it's not like a steady diet of like you know whatever right it's it's just a different kind of uh, element to it. So you definitely need to draft a top-tier wide receiver. If you draft a top-tier wide receiver, you are more likely to win your league. But I think it's just a little bit harder to predict who it is, right? And that's why we're doing this segment as to, like, why are we... How do you draft a wide receiver, right? I mean, typically, I look at, like... I look at all the receptions. I look at all of that. But, you know, I think the biggest thing when I evaluate a wide receiver nowadays when I'm incorporating kind of what I'm researching into. It's not just the receptions and, you know, the passing offense. It's the quality of quarterback, right? And I'll tell you a little story. It's just I drafted Robert Woods as my wide receiver too back a couple of years ago. I don't know when, but he he was a Los Angeles Ram at the time. And I thought he was going to have a breakout year because of touchdown regression. He only scored two in the previous season. And I thought he was going to score a lot more. Um, he was fully healthy. He looked like he was going to dominate. And he did well. He did well enough to be a wide receiver three for me and kind of a flex option. But the issue is that every time I watched this guy on tape, every time I watched his games, he was talented. He was great. There was nothing wrong with him, per se. But Jared freaking Goff, man, he is just, he could not get him the ball at all. And I think quality of quarterback is so understated sometimes when it comes to the position and you know your wide receiver like a running back he just hands off the ball and you he gets to do whatever he does with it and you know it will be a little bit dependent on his offensive line and the blocking schemes and whatnot but you know when it's his it's his and he can do whatever he wants with it wide receiver is dependent on how good the catch is in the first place how good the pass is how the throw is yeah it's parsed right so if you get a guy, like you have a wide receiver one, let's say Elijah Moore on the New York Jets, right? Or 
I know they drafted a new person, Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets, right? He could be a great wide receiver. He could be amazing. But if Zach Wilson's the guy throwing him the ball, then it's going to, you know, dampen your expectations. Just like with Marvin Jones last year with the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is throwing him the ball, and he wasn't really that good last season. Well, okay, listen, Urban Meyer was definitely... Yeah, that plays a huge part of it too, right? It's the coaching scheme as well. So definitely take into account who is the quarterback of that team because if you get a guy like, you know, Zach Wilson, if people are down on Zach Wilson, then, you know, the wide receiver grade is going to be less. But if you think Zach Wilson's going to have a great year, then yeah, draft whoever he's targeting because he's probably going to get like 80% of the catches. And then, you know, you're getting a steal when everyone else doesn't believe that's the case, right? Can I, can I, I, I forgot, I got a little off track hating the wide receiver <laughs> position because it's let me down so much in the past. Okay. When I'm drafting nowadays, I'm, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm like low-key stalking um, quarterback, um, Instagram, social media, Twitter, and I'm looking for the, the player. Weirdo. No, I'm, li- I'm looking for the player, the wide receiver <laughs> that they're talking to, they're looking at, they're tagging the most, okay? Because at the end of the day, quarterbacks will go to their favorite player slash friend in a time and situation like it's dire right you know like tom brady will always go to gronk no matter what he'd probably throw tom brady would throw his child to to gronkowski and he'd probably catch like he would know that man is never gonna drop my baby you know (laughs) just like how um um (laughs) patrick mahomes had this connection with tyreek and just how um cooper cup has loves matthew stafford they eat breakfast together i saw a pic of them in Turks and Caicos together with their robes on <laughs> and a whiskey and a cigar. Those guys eat lunch, uh, eat every meal together, honestly. And so that's what you're going to do. Go on no, the quarterback's I... um, Instagram, social media, and look who they're ta- hanging out with the most. You draft that wide receiver. No, I agree. And with it that. can be a bum. And it can be a bum wide receiver. <laughs> Still get them. Yeah. You know, like Aaron Rodgers force-fed Devontae Adams. He spammed him at like the one-yard line, even though it made no sense. Like you could say Aaron Jones is going to get, you know, the touchdown because they're at the one-yard line. You know, he he should get it. But no, Aaron Rodgers just likes to spam Devontae Adams a fade or whatever, right? Or like they just, sometimes they just, you know, throw it just to throw it. And they know that whoever's on the other side is going to get it because they trust it. So then sometimes Devontae Adams could be completely blanketed. But Aaron Rodgers will still throw it just because triple he coverage. That, you know, he's gonna get it. So now Aaron Rodgers is gonna pass to Alan Lazard. <laughs> yeah, I w- okay. That was gonna. Oh uh, well, ruined. He's my guy. He's your under guy? the radar, Alan Lazard. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll let's save talk him about, for later. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about something first. You know, we we just talked about this quarterback wide receiver chemistry here, but we saw a lot of wide receivers that unfortunately got broken up from that chemistry. You know, we saw a lot of top-tier wide receivers change teams recently. You know, I'll just name off a couple. We already had Adams. He went from the Packers to the Raiders. Tyreek Hill went to the Chiefs, from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Allen Robinson went from the Bears to the Rams. Robert Woods then went from the Rams to the Titans. Amari Cooper got traded for some reason from the Cowboys to the Browns. Marquise Brown from the Ravens to the Cardinals. A.J. Brown from the Titans to the Eagles. Juju, our favorite player, went from the oh. Steelers to the Chiefs. God bless. And Nikhil Harry went from the God Patriots to the Bears. Oh, let's go, baby. <laughs> Wait, why are we including Hollywood Brown? Does he, like, does he have a case? Well, like, we could discuss that, but you know, as of right now, he is still a Cardinal. 
but yes, uh, Hollywood Brown has been arrested for speeding. You should take that into your fantasy football considerations. But for now, for the memes, you know, these are all these wide receivers that have changed teams, new faces, new places, and new quarterbacks, most likely. So let's just discuss this. Who do you think is going to dominate for their new team? Out of all these names, maybe there's some other name that you can consider. Which one do you think has the best chance of being the, like a breakout? I'm gonna Devonte Adams. He's already has two pics on Derek Carr's Instagram. I'm looking at it right now, oh and he has gosh. one picture of just Derek. I mean, just Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is looking busted. He, uh, Derek Carr's on the bottom left of the screen. It is crazy how much chemistry they guys have already, and it's only been a couple months. Dear God. Well, I'm going to have to go opposite of that. I'm going back to the NFC, and I like Allen Robinson to the Rams. I believe that last year was a shit show, and no one wanted to play in Chicago, from Khalil Mack to Allen Robinson to a bunch of other players. So they didn't play well. They didn't really give a fuck about playing. And I don't, I don't really blame them. <laughs> I don't know if I could have much money I'd have to get paid to really try and play in Chicago. It was a horrible situation, horrible coaching and everything. So it's a new place for A-Rob here in uh, L.A., and I think it's going to be great for him, you know. And I think that as long as Matthew Stafford, this whole tendonitis thing is not serious, and he plays the whole season as Matthew Stafford, I see why zero reasons on why Allen Robinson would not at least outplay his ADP. And that's what it usually comes down to, down for me is like, where am I getting you and what value am I getting you for? You know, if I can get Allen Robinson in the fourth or fifth round, and he's going to, you know, play for third or second round level, which I'd probably say, you know, wouldn't draft him that early, but I'm, I think that's where he's going to end up playing. Uh, I'd get him in maybe like the fourth. I think he has a great value there as your wide receiver too. And, um, you know, he's going to put up great numbers with the Rams. Their offense always supports at least two receivers. So I don't see why uh, I Rob wouldn't be the best one yet. Yeah, and I really like that Allen Robinson pick. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction inch the NFC West still I think pending of course you know there's a big L asterisk I don't know what the speeding uh, arrest will do but Marquise Hollywood Brown is electric and he's finally going to an offense that actually wants to pass the ball and I'm not discounting Lamar as a bad quarterback at all but I'm just saying that I think that Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to do a lot more for him in terms of the passing offense than Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh and Greg Romans like they they run the ball a lot in Baltimore and they love running the ball the only reason why they didn't run the ball as much last season was because all their running backs died right so then they had to like put out the old man duo of Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman and that didn't work so then they had to pass it more Hollywood Brown actually looked decent when they were actually passing the ball and you got him at a pretty steep discount because no one was really expecting all of this. Now he goes to a pass-friendly offense with Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games due to PEDs. So then that gives you at least six games of at least wide receiver one production. And once he starts the season as the wide receiver one, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins coming back is going to kind of change Kyler Murray's focus. I think that you know, he knows once you build that chemistry for six games, I think they're going to, you know, develop a rapport. But even before that, Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown played together in Oklahoma. They're college buddies. They know each other. I think that, you know, 
this is a match made in heaven. And that's exactly why the Cardinals got Hollywood Brown in the first place. He's kind of that dynamic, speedy wide receiver that Cliff Kingsbury will love. We all know that the Cardinals love to pass the ball. And, you know, they have these like five wide, you know, sets. I think that he has a chance to really dominate. And according to the tier list that we have right now on Fantasy Pros, Marquise Brown is ranked 23rd. Allen Robinson is ranked 24th. So I'm going to go right now with Marquise Brown because I know that he is, you know, the top option on the Cardinals offense. I don't know if Allen Robinson is the top option because Cooper Cup is, you know, remains elite at this point. So that's why I'm going with Hollywood Brown. I would have picked Hollywood as my second option there after Allen Robinson. I really like it. I really just agree with what you say, especially the D hop not being there. It's just such a big part of their offense and you can't really just replace D hops production, but you can really come close to it with Hollywood. And I think I honestly do believe that Adams is going to take a step back. I know we talked about him, but I just feel like Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, I just don't think there's going to be as many touchdowns just fed to him. Like Matt was saying, like, I just don't see how that happens this year. You know, I don't think, I mean, I think there's a chance Derek Carr, you know, tries to do as much as you can, but that's just not on the same level of Aaron Rodgers though. So I think it's just, I, I really want to believe that, that Devontae Adams is going to be good because I love Devontae Adams and I love, you know, they're, they're also college buddies. They're Fresno State buddies. And, you know, this seems like a great match. But, yeah, it just concerns me that, one, Derek Carr is a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers. Two, they're probably not going to spam Devontae Adams at the one-yard line. Three, Josh McDaniels is your offensive coordinator and head coach. And we know the Josh McDaniels offense, right? Gav, you know the uh, Josh McDaniels offense. It's I don't like that bum no more. Don't talk about it. <laughs> it's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of a couple of running backs too. So that kind of ruins the whole Josh Jacobs thing too. So, you know, it's a probably a better offense than whatever John Gruden was running. But it's still a little bit concerning because Adams was from an elite offense, right? And I don't know if they're going to be an elite offense anymore. So... I was actually lying about the Devontae Adams pick. It was just for the memes. Okay. Yeah, Honestly, sure. if I was going to pick someone who would destroy ADP and give you good usage, I feel like it's Jerry Judy. That guy is elite. His run running is elite. You know, and all the only thing stopping him last year was he had Drew Locke. You know, Jesus Christ. I seen Drew Locke make a lot of throws to him that Jerry Judy dropped last year. And well, that was his drop, but he's going to take a step. Like, that again, it's Drew Locke. He's throwing a wobbly bra, bro. He's too busy dancing on the sidelines. Bro, but th- we're talking about we're talking about a different quarterback now, dude. Now he has Russ. Uh, Russ is... Well, Russ is my guy. let's, get, let's get to that goated. later because Jerry Judy is not... He did not change teams, so that was... He, oh, well, oh yeah, okay. Yes. You're not talking about changing teams, sorry. But we can't talk about Judy later. Um, but mind, I do want to talk about one thing who do you think received the biggest downgrade out of the wide receivers to be listed or anyone else and let's just for fun let's just say it at the same time here because i do you guys all have answers for it i'm thinking of one right now <sighs> i have one and i think it's clear as day honestly oh yeah oh hold on wait yeah i got it okay g you got it uh, i'm still thinking you guys go first i think you i have it. one I think I have one in case. I think I don't know. <laughs> in case. Let's just say it all at the same time here, okay? I'll count us down. All right. Three, two, one. 
Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Hill. <laughs> Samuels. No, you're wrong. Okay. And again, he doesn't come from the... He's from the same team. Well, it's still you a downgrade. You just change quarterbacks. I mean, that is a it, fair it, point. It is a I'm different team entirely. I'm with you guys. I, I think that Tyreek Hill is an interesting, very, very scary fantasy option this year. The risk is high, and it has absolutely nothing to do with his skill. Yeah. No, dude, That's... how can you? He gets most of his yards after the catch anyway, dude. So, like, you know, as long as Tua can throw it straight, and he's supposed to be the most accurate quarterback and the entire league. Rah, 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 In rah, college dude. football. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is going yard, bro. But now he, yeah. they have Mike McDaniel. Our old, old Mike Jones. Yeah, he's uh, he's running back. He was the running game coordinator, and I think that Mike McDaniel's he comes from the Shanahan philosophy. He literally was the run game coordinator for Shanahan. I think he's gonna run the ball a lot more than he actually wants to pass it. Obviously, he has two weapons in Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyree Kill, but you know, I think that he also just got a shit ton of running backs here. He got Sony Michelle. Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, like that's Let's a lot real, of dude. None of them are here. good though. Maybe, oh, maybe they're Mike not. You know, maybe Mike they're Kisicki. not elite. Hey, Gav, you would know about a running back committee that are none of them are good, huh? Oh, dude, no, I, I wouldn't know, away. dude. I have, we have a running back that's top five in the league, and we have a backup. He's top five in your committee. That's bigger than yeah, your that's entire what we said, franchise. Top five in the AFC. I think that's oh. what we disputed. No, no, what? Stop lying, man. You already know that was blasphemy when they oh said he was gosh. like top. 15. I think it was in the conference. I think it was in the conference. No, it was maybe, not, dear be, God. Might, you guys are just straight haters. Be. I swear to God. He might have a job next year. Oh, okay. Well, at least... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. You haters, bro. Oh, we're yeah, haters. I... All right. That's yeah, funny. We're hating on Tyreek here. Like, I hate every I... team that isn't the Patriots. <laughs> I just hate the Patriots. It's hard not to. That's the absolute negative of what I just said. And you guys are ass too, so it just makes it all the worse. Did you guys you get guys any have... new wide receivers? They got one we never talked about. Yeah, Devontae Parker. Oh, for Jesus Christ. Never heard of him. Why didn't we mention that change? Nobody cares, dude. I don't like Devontae Parker. He literally ruined us a couple seasons ago with Fitzpatrick, bastard. <laughs> you have 49ers legend, Kendrick Bourne. Why you see your one? Nobody cares about that bum, dude. He can go work out at the uh, no LA Fitness later, okay? Those are your two care. best receivers, man. What are you talking about? No, dude. You forgot, our best you forgot, rec- hey, you forgot Nelson Aguilar. Dude, that's if our I best receiver. I'm saying. If I give any fantasy advice to anybody, bro, just when you see the N-E at the end of the player's name for their team, <laughs> just just stay away from Okay, fantasy. listen. I'll, I'll be 100, I will be 100% with you. Do not draft any New England player. I'll be honest. If you're trying to win fantasy... Just don't do it. If you need a good flex, I would draft yeah, Damian Harris. That's about it. Stop. Stop. No, I'm like stop. But we're getting away from the wide receiver topic. Stop pooping <laughs> on my Patriots, please. Okay, let's segue back into it here. I think we covered Tyreek Hill enough, or we just bashed two enough here. If he no. somehow doubts us, I think that you go from the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. You're going from a great offense, great offense of mine, Andy Reid, and offense that is completely suited for you. And now you're going to the going most to accurate Tiger quarterback Bailoa. in the league in college football. We don't know yet in the league. 
Mike McDaniels is great, and he'll probably scheme Tyreek Hill open, and he's going to get a lot of catches and stuff. But, you know, I'm just not convinced that it's going to be as much as his, you know, glory days with Patrick Mahomes. You know, he made it work with Alex Smith, and Alex Smith is no um, slouch, right? But, you know, he's getting a little older. I think Tua is not going to be as, you know, big of a quarterback for him and I don't think they're going to be as many pass attempts honestly I think that Mike McDaniels is going to want to run the ball first and he's going to establish the run and you know you still got Jalen Waddle there you still got Mike Isiki there right so you know I don't know if um he's going to see that volume I don't know if he's going to see that amount of touchdowns you don't think I have a question for you You don't think he could uh, have a Jalen Waddle-esque type year where he gets a lot of catches and um you know even though they're shorter with his type of uh, yak ability be able to, you that's know, that's what I was saying. I think that's I do. fair, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to, you know, get him into that same vault him into that same kind of tier that he was before. You know what I'm saying? I connect, like, I, think I, I think I agree with both of you guys in a sense. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be in the same tier that Tyreek Hill mentioned in before, but to say I think he's lesser than like maybe the tier two receivers. I don't think I could agree with. I think he goes from oh, a tier yeah. one receiver to a tier two receiver. No, and, but you, you know, I don't. That's still like a reliable. That's you know you're gonna get out of Tyree Kill. There's gonna be weeks he wins you just the game by having half by halftime by having 120 yards and one rushing touchdown and one receiving touchdown and then you're gonna have you know another 70 yard touchdown later in the game. And it's just, yeah. that's what he does. But yeah, the thing is with Tyreek too is that sometimes you know he will win you a game. He'll get like 50 points in a single outing, but then sometimes he gets two right like that's the thing i don't know if like that's that's the tyreek guarantee right he will win you games he will lose you games and i don't know if i'm gonna take that ride especially with a more volatile quarterback this time around i've never had tyreek kill also i'm just speaking from what i see i've never been a tyreek drafter Tyreek Hill is the exact epitome of what it means to be a wide receiver in fantasy football (laughs) he will literally lose you games and win you games he will literally give you two points one week, or no, for like six weeks, and then all of a sudden for the like two weeks, he eats right. He looks at the sun a little bit less, you know. He's catching, he's catching twenty points a game, and that's it's just just doesn't make any sense to draft a hot Tyreek like a wide receiver that isn't Cooper Cup or um, a Jamar Chase so high, Justin Jefferson too. I well, won't advocate for wide receivers. Let's talk about those wide receiver ones then for a second here. And, you know, this is the guy that you have to draft in probably the first or second round. Let's say you missed out on all the top-tier running backs, and you're going to zig while everyone else zags. If you're in our listener league, you know everyone's going to draft a running back, so then you have all your choice of elite wide receivers on the board. But which wide receiver one are you going to draft? Which one do you think is going to be the top-scoring wide receiver? We've seen over the last couple of years, you know, there's a 44% bust rate from the top 10 wide receivers that were drafted, they finished out of the top 15, basically. And the last wide receiver to repeat as wide receiver one was Antonio Brown, who was a complete monster. I just checked this out, by the way. He finished as the wide receiver one in 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017. That's literally our entire like, high school like that. career. Steelers still sucked. Like, <laughs> 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 torture. Still we got clapped, torture. y'all. Still got clapped by the Patriots. Sit down, little boy. This is fancy football, not cheating. So you guys aren't <laughs> oh, really good at it. Hey, good one, zinger. 
we still won. Dub is a dub. Yeah, cheaters. But... Houston Astros. <laughs> Either way, I pulled up some stats here, and basically, you know, each of the last 16 players to be the wide receiver one overall had a top eight fantasy finish the year before. They were drafted inside the top 20 in the year that they were uh, wide receiver one, and 10 out of the last 11 wide receivers to finish as wide receiver one were either 28 or younger. So they usually are on maybe their rookie contract or they just came onto the scene, basically. And the eligible five here that meet these criteria are Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, and Tyree Kill. Cooper Cup is 29 years old. That's why he's not on this list, even though he did finish as the wide receiver one this year. So based off of all of that, and maybe, you know, just on your own kind of thoughts and what you've already seen so far, who do you think is your wide receiver one heading into this fantasy football season? I'm easily going to say Jay Jefferson, man. I think he's uh, going to be on the next level. I think Mike Zimmer was holding back his, his most elite version of that offense, and I think it's going to be on display this year. And I think with uh, Kevin O'Connell, the, the Rams OC, who helped Cooper Cup have the triple count last year, I think that's very, you know, doable for Justin Jefferson to be wide receiver one. He has Kirk Cousins. He has a great wide receiver, too. And I think people forget that, you know, when you have these type of great wide receiver one seasons, you got to have someone at least along with you that can take some pressure off of you to get you single cover look sometime. And he's got, you know, Adam Thielen on the other side. Kirk Cousins loves throwing the ball. He's going to have wide open, you know, just cooking people, getting open, doing what he does, hitting the gritty, all of the people. <laughs> That'd be my wide receiver one, and I think that's my prediction for who would be finishing first for wide receiver one. I'm not good at choosing wide receiver ones. We've all known this. I will admit it. I'm horrible at choosing wide receivers. Um, uh, if I had to choose, though, just to jinx them, uh, Debo Samuel, just because of the role he plays. What did we do? What did re- we do to you? <laughs> First of all, Debo just led to, you to a championship. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I jinxed him into having a good season because I, you know, I said I don't. But you just said he was the wide receiver one. <laughs> no, I jinxed him. No, I'm saying like I, I usually ha- choose players that don't have a great season, so I'm going to jinx him having t- a good season. You know, you're the level of complexity that you're bringing to this. Debo podcast Samuel is, is going. <laughs> he's just, it, you know, it's a new quarterback. You know, do we really trust him, Matt? I I back Trey Lance, of course I do. Oh God, look how forced it was. Even Dylan, what are you talking about? And it's just that I just think that Debo Samuel's is going to be leaned on more, you know. And this guy's about securing the bag anyway, so he's definitely going for those three hundred fifty yards. Okay, he halted you guys. You're you you know, you guys were scared for a little bit. Trey talks for a while and stuff like that. To secure back, so if you don't think this guy's gonna go for 350 yards or whatever he needs rushing, that's coming from a, a wide receiver too. So it's just too much um, versatility coming from a wide receiver. And we know that Brandon Ayuk is a bum, so you know. Don't sleep on and, Brandon Ayuk. Actually, I was gonna pick Brandon Ayuk. And, and George Kittle Why? is uh, George Kittle is uh, faltering. Okay, well, I'm. Just... I, you just. <laughs> 
last segment you were like what is the who's the most disappointing wide receiver and you pick Debo Samuel then it's like who's the wide receiver one Debo Samuel and then you talk about like I never said he was disappointing what are you talking about but then it's a jinx because you don't pick wide receivers well but it's also you chose a wide receiver one and it's It's very complex do we play on different levels oh my gosh I don't know I don't know what if, yeah, listeners, do you know if you know how to make it out of it? I don't really. I, I think flip a coin. I always have one episode where it doesn't make any sense. It's usually the wide receivers. I'm pretty sure last year it was like this is a a mixed mixed message that I don't know. I look forward to the starts and sits. Then. Yeah, seriously. Okay, For me, well, yeah, go ahead. Um, as the so-called fan, uh, wide receiver guru, pick Brandon Ayuk. Oh. Wow! I guess he's failing this year, guys. If you hit this, if you hit this, Dylan, I just want to let you know we will call you the fantasy guru, wide receiver guru for life, for life. If you literally, I will introduce you. Like I'll be like today. I'm joined by Gav G and the wide receiver guru, Dylan. (laughs) I think it's because, like, ever since Trey Lance been drafted by the Niners, like you, there's a lot. I'm using Gav logic right now. You see him on Instagram and like Facebook or anything on YouTube. Is it really? Yeah. So before, after Trey Lance got drafted, he immediately started working out with Brandon Ayuk instantly after he got, after the NFL draft. Then then during um, training camp, the defense was going at Brandon Ayuk for, or specifically the 49ers defense is going after Brandon Ayuk to make him push be even better than last year because I think Matt remembers last year when Brandon I- when Kyle Shanahan sat Brandon Ayuk for like the first two games due to personal reasons, right? Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, and Matt was pissed. So this year, um, I think the Niners took it very took it really hard on Brandon Ayuk to be better and to come out of the season stronger. And they, I feel like they did a really good job of that because during training camp, there's a lot of reports saying. Uh, Brandon Ayu is going to square up with squaring up with Fred Warner. So, but I think even though the the Niners they focus a lot on the running game, but because with Debo coming back and how he kind of stayed like he doesn't want to be a a wide back, I feel like it's going to put more emphasis on Brandon Ayuk to be the number one wide receiver on the team. So that's why I picked Brandon Ayuk. And yeah, you see a lot of photos. With Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance, the, yeah. out of everything I said today, that that relationship thing on on social media is no cap. They it's really true. do like stick we together. Talk, do you know how many times you talked about Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford eating breakfast last year? You know, we should actually follow this trend. You know, quarterback <laughs> and wide receiver relationships mean something. They're they very mean meaningful. something. Yeah, we saw Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk drink wine together. The pity really? of it is, really? oh, really? Oh man! Or are you nah. just making that up? Is that I'm just making it up. <laughs> oh, oh damn. But damn the epitome it. Really, I was about the, to draft on that. The epitome really is Tom Brady and uh, Gronk. Shows you what it can be. Well, I was gonna put Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one, but G pretty much exposed thoroughly. Hell, that's you. Here's another LSU. one. That was the second one I was about to choose. Jamar Chase out of LSU. The only LSU. reason why I I don't down think... grade. Down, great. 
The only reason why I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to be the wide receiver one is because I already have Dalvin Cook as my wide receiver one. And I don't know the actual research on this. I haven't looked it up. But I don't think there was ever a time where, you know, they had often supported the wide receiver one and RB1. The only thing I can think of is Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. That's the only time I think that would be the case. And I don't know if the Vikings are going to be that. It's really hard for me to say, but that's why I, I like Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver one. I would draft him if he was the, um, you know, as my first wide receiver off the board. But you know, it kind of scares me a little bit because you either choose Dalvin or Jefferson, and I don't know which one is actually going to be, you know, number one guy or the one. Yeah, I said they were both going to be number one guys, and I think they do have that Le'Veon Bell and Tony Brown type of talent in both of them. So I think that's something in the realm of possibilities. But they, but you guys had Ben as your quarterback. You really trust Kirk Cousins to do that for? Kirk Cousins slams ass shit, man. I know he crazy stat. He did have like one of the high, like I think in the past couple seasons, a high quarterback rating, which sounds he's BS. Being slept on. See, no, Kirk Cousins on. is basically yeah. He's basically quarterback ratings. Like, you know, there are these quarterbacks that can get the good grade basically just by you know doing everything by the book. They're not going to be explosive or anything like a Patrick Mahomes, but if they, you know, they get a couple pass completions down the middle of the field, you know, they get one deep pass that hits. Kirk Cousins is that guy. He's not going to lose you a game, probably, unless it's in prime time. Or, like, but he's just going to be, you know, good enough where he can not, you know, he can be good enough where he can win you a game sometimes, right? I think he just needs to do his job. He's not a, it doesn't help Justin Jefferson. You need a risk taker for a quarterback. I think if, I think if you in terms of for Minnesota for the Vikings, I think if you want to play it safe, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. But if you really want to ride the highs and lows, pick Justin Jefferson. No, but that's not to say I don't like Jefferson. I think he's going to be wide receiver one still. But I'm like just that's or the one concern he, I have. That's literally the one concern is like, can this offense sustain both of them? Even if the answer is no, one of them might still be a really good, you know, they might finish top one. And then Justin Jefferson might be top four, right? He might be number four. That's still really good. I'd definitely want a top five wide receiver, you know, if I drafted Jefferson. That's fine. Like, but if you're talking about drafting him in the first round, let's say like in the top five, and let's say, you know, McCaffrey, Taylor, Henry, and uh, Cook are all gone. You going Justin Jefferson? You going Cooper Cup? That's the thing. I'll go yeah. Cooper Cup. He wrote. He helped me write. I go Jefferson. I have. I would Cup, and I love Cup, but I just don't know about this whole Matthew Stafford stuff. I just feel more confident in the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think I'd have to go Cup here, just because he might not repeat, but I think he has a very safe floor. But I am concerned about Stafford's injury right now. But let me talk to you real quick about Jamar Chase. He ha- has the potential to have a breakout wide receiver one season, mostly because sophomore of the things slump. I just said. Sophomore slump may not exist, right? We've seen these players take a leap in their second year, right? We saw C.D. Lamb make that leap. I know. believed in him. Uh, in Co- T. Higgins made a leap, kind of. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk did not make a leap. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a sophomore either- slump. Yeah. Either way, Jamar Chase... He has everything you've dreamed of. He has the big play potential. He has a huge amount of touchdowns. And he has Joe Burrow. Great quarterback. 
And guess what? They got chemistry. They got chemistry. They love each other they so much that he picked. Like Joe Burrow would literally die behind his offensive line if he had the chance to throw it to Jamar Chase again, <laughs> and that's what he did. And like, and it worked. And it worked for the, like they got to the Super Bowl with that. And I think that Burrow is only going to continue to get better in his third year. Jamar Chase is only going to get better in his second year. And the Bengals just invested in their offensive line. Can you imagine Joe Burrow with time now to throw it to Jamar Chase? Like now the deep play can actually develop on its own. And he's not just a streaking guy. He actually can run routes. He can do everything, honestly, expected of a wide receiver. And I think he's going to be probably a top five wide receiver for the next decade or so. He's going to be that guy. And he, like Jefferson, he had some of the best wide receiver finishes. He was wide receiver six, wide receiver four in the first two years of his career. That's why he should be wide receiver one. That's what I'm thinking. But Jamar Chase, the only one that had a better rookie season than Justin Jefferson was Jamar Chase. So if we're going by that logic and Justin Jefferson finished as the wide receiver four last year, just think of what Jamar Chase can do next year. But you got to draft him at like wide receiver four. So it's kind of what you're expecting, no? I think that, you know, hopefully the discount, you know, let's say you have like the eighth pick, maybe in a 10-team draft. Uh, I mean... I would love to double up. I'd love to go like, you know, get kind of maybe, um, I'm trying to think of a running back here. Maybe Najee, you know, with eighth and then, or Jamar with eighth. And then you come back, you get the second pick in the next um, round, right? And you get mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. I like that. I like, I really like that duo. I think pretty wild. Yeah. But you know, you know, that's in my fantasy. Unadv- that's unadvised. <laughs> Oh no! I'd tell them. Yeah, if you get you that, really would do it. Yeah, Najee and I'd I'd love to start my no, draft with like Najee that. and uh, Jamar. That'd be yeah, fire. That'd be pretty good, actually. So let's move on here. And every season, you know, we talked about you know these potential players getting better. We had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. They are pretty well established, and then we believe that maybe a second year or third year kind of jump is expected of them and they're going to be hyped up to their potential none of them are the wide receiver one cooper cup is ranked as the number one wide receiver so we're projecting that they're gonna you know get even better next year now there are some wide receivers and there are some players overall that people believe are going to take a huge jump whether it be a new quarterback maybe they are in their second year or third year because we normally see for those who don't know players in their second or third year break out and it's kind of either boom or bust period either you break out and you become an instant star or you don't do as well you kind of disappoint and then you're not really talked about as that next kind of guy the future right and we have a couple of guys here that have been completely hyped so far in fantasy football and you might see it all over twitter you might see it in um, other people's fantasy football podcasts i don't know why you would listen to that you should only be listening to us but these guys have received the hype this year, and we're gonna just break it down here with some buy or sell. So, buy or sell on these hype trains right now. I'm gonna start off with Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. He is projected to be the wide receiver two now. Emmanuel Sanders is gone from there. Gabriel Davis, I believe, is in maybe his second or third year. I want to say, and yeah, I think he it's his. Um, he was drafted in 2020, so I think it's his mm. third year. Yeah. Yeah. so he 
broke out basically in that Chiefs game in the divisional round, and he had like I think he had like four touchdowns or something like that. He had like yeah, a monster three, game, two hundred, three hundred yards. Yeah, so I think a lot of people got hyped over that. What do you guys think? I mean, it's just that the value you're getting him at, I kind of like it. You're getting him in around a ninth round ADP. And, you know, that's about as good as you can get for just an explosive offense. It checks off all the, you know, like the boxes I have. He has a great quarterback in Josh Allen, pass friendly, a super, super arm talent, great coaching. And he has uh, just so many available touchdowns like you've seen in the playoff game. Even if it's not, the you know, getting targeted as much, just the red zone, if he can get those touches from Josh Allen and develop a red zone connection with him that's almost as more important than any other type of you know fantasy you know implications that you can have there was the those are the touches you want those are those what touch touchdowns and you know especially those reception stuff are what pushes you up to the next level of tier of your wide receiver even if you can just get seven eight i think if that's in line for him he's gonna easily be higher than a ninth round adp going into next year so I think it's just you're playing the value game with him, and I really like it. You know, you're getting him pretty late, and you're not the like you know, you know, break the bank for him, especially if you're like someone like Gav, who you go to running back, running back, running back, and then you just want like a guy that's gonna get, you know, pop off some weeks for you, and wouldn't you just be as reliable? I think I think it's gonna be Gabriel Davis in these late rounds. Good point about the Gav strategy. I know Gav that you drafted three running backs or whatever, and I've always said it. Yeah, you draft late round wide receivers and hope they break out. And that's what happened for you because you drafted Debo Samuel, I think. And Mm -hmm. when you had Debo and someone else, I want to say, like, um, Austin Eckler. I think it's Austin Eckler. So then, you know, they both broke out and you were, you know, the champion. So this is in a different league, by the way, not the listener league. Yeah, failed completely. (laughs) But yeah, you gotta you gotta bank on some guys to break out if you are relying on the running back strategy. You, I think, the best strategy you could do is to try and get the wide receiver with the most potential over the guy that's more consistent, where you know he has like a. So I'm just gonna say here, the couple of wide receivers that are around Gabriel Davis, according to Fantasy Pros, is Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Hollywood Brown, and there's Gabriel Davis, right? So if you choose a guy like Brandon Cooks, he's going to have a high floor, but he might not break out. He might not get you a top 10, 15 wide receiver season. Gabriel Davis can't. So if you're banking on three running backs being your foundation and getting you at least a solid, let's say, 40 points, 40 to 60 points every week, then you got to get a guy like Gabriel Davis to break out, basically. You can either choose a breakout guy and he would win you some games and probably your league, or you could choose a safe floor like Brandon Cooks, and you get maybe like yeah, maybe eight I, points. I mean, right? at least for the guys uh, you mentioned, uh-huh. I'm taking, I'm taking Hollywood Brown. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. And who's the third person you named? Waddle. Wa- I wouldn't take Waddle over him, maybe, but I would take the other two guys you named in Brandon Cooks and Hollywood Brown over Gabriel Davis. Even though, I you know, I just had that whole spiel about him. <laughs> I like well, the I like that the number uh, ones. It's just that's what uh, comes down to, you know, for me. As a guy that has drafted three running backs, I don't know. I feel like Gabriel Davis is he's not reliable enough already 
to um, warrant such a high pick. He's going like 55, I think, based on Fantasy Pros, as you said. Overall, like the, checking the, the talent around him. I don't, I, when I pick my, like, Gabriel Davis would low key be a, like, a, a bench player that I pray, sit, like, pops off. Like, if you're looking at Fantasy Pros where Gabriel Davis is, I'd rather have a yeah, Hollywood Brown. There's also Amari Cooper, which I won't, like, I won't say that his situation is any better because, you know, um, the Browns. But you do have Allen Robinson, Jerry Judy. You also have A.J. Dillon. I might even pick up, honestly, uh, <laughs> I might even pick up another running back and just have stock what? to trade later. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, it's because I, I, I never pick good wide receivers anyway. So I'll just try to bank on – this is my strategy, okay? Bank on, like, players um, that you know – We'll have like a, a better season later on, so you can draft. And Gabriel Davis isn't one of them. It's too too volatile for me. So it's a zero wide receiver strategy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'd pick up a fourth running back, which is crazy to say, but I would pick up a fourth running back and try to find someone who has an excess amount of wide receivers on their team. Because I mean, you're offsetting it. You know, you took another wide running back that's good, and another person won't be able to pick that. So, you know, just have uh, stock trade. Okay. I don't know if I personally agree with that, but... Well, no, that's you know, just, you know... That's just that's a philosophy it's very that risky. could be considered. Yeah. Okay, let's move on here. Cortland Sutton, the Broncos wide receiver. I know, Gav, you talked about Jerry Judy earlier, but Cortland Sutton meets all the same criteria. He also had the deal with Drew Locke. He also is a pretty good wide receiver on his own. And we've also seen that he finished pretty well um, when he actually had the ability to, I think it's been yeah. a couple of years, obviously, but you know he tore his ACL back in 2020, and I think in 2021, obviously he had to deal with Drew Locke, and I think he was a little slow to return as well. But when he was with the Broncos back in 2019, he had um, 1,100 yards, he had six touchdowns. You know, he finished in a pretty good spot as a fantasy wide receiver. So, do you believe the hype machine? in Cortland Sutton now with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I do, dude. That entire, like, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, I would definitely, I'm high on, honestly. Just based on the situation, it's much better. Yeah, especially with Tim Patrick going out, you know, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it kind of does clarify who the one and two receivers are now. And I think those two are just, you know, they're both kind of built Down to, to a ball. good amount of work. Yeah, like sort of like a DK and Tyler Lockett situation where both of them are going to be fantasy relevant and neither will ever be, you know, the best one given, you know, week to week. It'll just be one going the other or maybe one will have, you know, great week, couple weeks and you know, however it goes. I think it'll be something similar to that. So I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't buy on him breaking out, but just maybe as a, a depth piece, I think Cortland Sunner slash Jerry Judy, both of them are viable pieces. I have to believe the hype as well, you know. Just I wanted to not believe the hype just because it was so annoying to see every. There's so many hype threads about Cortland Sutton uh, in the fantasy football community, and I really hate when that happens. Because have you ever felt like when something gets talked about so much, it's bound to disappoint? Like yeah. that's how I feel about Cortland Sutton and Gabriel Davis. That's why I hate hype trains in general. But you know, stats don't lie. He was a good wide receiver. When back in 2019, obviously he tore his ACL, and then last year he 
kind of underperformed. But he still had, I think, I want to say 700 yards still, I, even he, with um, like with uh, Drew Locke, right? Yeah. So I don't know. He's been yeah. high on Cortland Sutton. It's just he's been hurt too much, and it's I, I would I would be high more high on Cortland Sutton, but I just feel like his ADP is just too high for me compared to Jerry Judy. You can get Jerry Judy on like 59, which I think is like eight and whatnot. But uh, Corlin Sun's going like thir- pick 39, so it's just I don't know if I like that value as much as I like Jerry Judy's. Own. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second then. Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, and DK Metcalf are around Corlin Sun. So let's yeah, just play the game. Yeah, over him. Yeah, really. 100%. DK, you're taking DK Metcalf over Corlin Sun. That's the one oh. I'm con- a little concerned about. And Terry, actually. Yeah. Not Terry for sure. I'll take over him. Um, I've seen Terry play back quarterback his whole career, so I'm not really worried about that. <laughs> Mega Obviously, Deontay and Mike Will, I think I'm not really too concerned about either of them. And uh, DK, he, it's just like, you know, obviously Russell Wilson was former DK quarterback, but I think that he he's just immensely talented and naturally gifted. In a sense, he'll get open and make plays just to the same level. No, but I think the ADP drop from DK Metcalf is deserved, and I think he'll play around his ADP, if not just a little bit worse. But with Sutton, or yeah, with uh, Corlin Sutton, I just feel like I just don't have that same type of you know reassurance that I've seen him be at a top tier level recently. And I think there's just key is I just haven't seen anything important like you know viable from Sutton I mean if he can stay healthy I feel like he does warrant that high of an ADP but I don't know dude it's past years because I've I've been high on him multiple times I drafted him like I think the past two years in other leagues and he just let me down are you talking about DK or Cortland no Cortland I mean sorry yeah Dylan you drafting DK Metcalf this year? Uh, I'm staying this year. I'm staying away from all the Seahawks players. <laughs> you're just a hater, <laughs> anyway. Fan. Yeah, I was gonna say you're a Niners yeah. fan. You stay away from him. Nah, now he drafted I, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I drafted Lockett last year, and he was mad. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what's gonna to... happen. Yeah, I know. He told me. <laughs> told you I drafted to him in two leagues. In the two leagues, I even, I even told you what was gonna happen. He'd go hot for a couple weeks, sell him. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to the Seahawks. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what Pete Carroll's have in mind for like either Geno Smith or possibly Drew Locke. Or I don't even know Garoppolo, because he's still in the 49ers camp. But yeah, I don't know what we're gonna I'm staying away from Seattle this year. It's well advised. If they if people think like that and DK does drop, instant pick. Ooh man, that'd be nasty. It's just a value game for me. Yeah. Okay, third wide receiver on the board, Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself from the Lions, who saved many championships in the late waiver wire, I guess, including my own. He was electrifying in the last couple of games of the season, but you also have to account for the fact that TJ Hawkinson was out, DeAndre Swift was out. Lions don't really have any other wide receivers, but he made it work with Jared Goff. Yeah, they have DJ Chark now. They have Jamison Williams. They got all their weapons back. But you have to make, you know, accommodations for the fact that he did this not with Jared Goff only. He did this with whoever the hell was that quarterback. I think it was Tim Boyle, I think, at one point. Jesus, the, uh, that deep so, in the roster. But he really was, 
you know, electrifying. And he had this yards after catch ability that you kind of just don't see. But is it just enough to say that he's going to be, say, I'm going to, you know, look at the tiers here again. Oh, he is around. I'm, I'm, I'm selling on Amon St. Rap. Me too, Brown. dude. I mean, he's look at the ADP here. One. He is, Amon Ross St. Brown is around Adam Thielian, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devonta Smith, and Brandon Ayuk. So you, do you think 100% he... choose them better. Choose them over him. Really? No. 100%. Yeah, I would. Even no. Juju, because he's even on a better team. Be- he's got a better quarterback. I think Juju I would has only the take... best case. Adam but... Thielian I think, is... I think, no, I think, I think the only one I'd for sure take over him are uh, Brandon Ayuk. What? You don't like Juju? I, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm good off Juju, bro. Juju brings a lot less. to the table. Or Juju literally brings baggage to the table. Yeah. I don't need brings baggage to my fancy football team. Hey, Patrick's got to go to someone. No, no. Yeah, Patrick would definitely use Juju. It's just that they got, that, it's they got a TikTok connection. I no, think because it's going to be MBS and Sky Moore. Sky Moore? Okay. I'd rather take the late round hit on Sky Moore. And then I would also take Brent Ayuk. I think he has a great connection with Lance, like you guys already stated. We don't need to go back into that, but yeah. And then uh, I wouldn't take uh, Thielen. I could, you know, if you want a safer, you know, option, I'd go Thielen. If you want a breakout option, I'd go St. Brown. I don't. I can't really differentiate there. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think I'd go. It's I'd probably take Amon Ra over Adam because he is has more potential. I think Amon Ross St. Brown could easily beat his ADP right now at number 34. Or he could just completely flop because no one was there, right? Swift is gone. Hawkinson is gone. And then you have Jameson Williams and G.D. Shark now. He could easily just fall out of the rotation. But, you know, the Lions, they saw what we all saw, which is he really just was crazy. And what was more surprising about me uh, to me was that when you saw him, he got all these receiving yards and stuff like that, but the way they used him was very uh, eerily like Debo Samuel, honestly. Like, they put him in, like, the backfield. They gave him the ball. They flipped the ball to him. Like, they gave it on, like, handoffs and, you know, um, end arounds and stuff like that. And it was crazy. So, like, I feel like he can be that Swiss Army knife. And when you have a piece of the offense like that, which is so invaluable, like, no one else can do the things that you're doing, there's going to be set plays for you, right? So that's why I'm like, I will buy the hype train on Amon Ra. Dude, so when you're 313 and 1, dude, you're doing random crap to do to get stuff yeah. done. I get that. I, I get that. I think, big, do you think DeAndre Swift is the biggest part of this offense. And then it might be St. Brown. But now you're saying he has other receiving talent around him. DJ so Chuck is a monster, a dude. And, and I really like Jamison Williams. I think he has that burner on him. Like, he just takes a t- torch off the you know and he just he's a good receiver and then you put in Hawkinson who's the safety valve you're kind of you know not leaving St. Brown with much of a role other than yeah. you know I get that but I think that right now I'd probably take him over Thelian it's a it's a toss-up for Smith Schuster and it's just a matter of you know I'll take him over Devontae and then I Ayuk is uh, Devontae and Juju. Yeah. Devontae's, I think Ayuk, it's just a matter of like potential. Who do I like more, Ayuk or St. Brown? So don't ask me that right now. You'll have to ask me on draft day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Let's get into some real deep sleepers here. 
we covered all of the wide receiver stuff that we want to cover, but let's go just into a general draft sense here. And, you know, let's talk about our kind of sleeper picks. Sleeper, if you don't know, for those of you unaware in fantasy football lingo, is a pick where, you know, you draft them in the very late rounds, like the 9th or 10th or maybe even like, you know, 12th or 13th round. It doesn't really matter, but basically that player then massively overperforms the ADP. They're basically a steal of a pick. Debo Samuel was, I think, like a ninth pick, ninth round pick or something like was that. Was he really? And he, like, and he completely mm-hmm. broke out. Oh, Stephon Diggs was in that. Yeah, I'm going Jamar Chase was in that. Stephon Diggs a couple years ago was in that seventh round. No area. way, Jamar Chase was like round seven, six. Yeah, no, but either way, they they just massively overperform. They completely outplay it, and then you end up winning your league with guys like this. So with that being said, you know, since we're the fantasy football experts, of course, who do we have <laughs> as our sleeper picks for the season that will win people their leagues? I got three guys I really like, and that sounds like a lot, but they're all a different range of receivers, so you can end up with all three of them. You know, I might in a lot of my leagues. I think the earliest one in the eighth round ADP is around Rashad Bateman. I really think oh, that just man. due to default, d- default, he's going to be the best receiver in Baltimore, and even though Lamar only might throw for 3,500 yards or whatever it's going to be, he'll someone other than Mark Andrews you know, is going to get those yards. I think a lot of those go to Bateman, and I think he's a good receiving talent, and he's going to, you know, take that next step just due to, like I said, defaulting as number one receiver. And then another receiver I really like around the 11th round is Christian Kirk. Also, I think he's going to default into being the wide receiver one. He's, you know, been thrown into this or like category of just overpaid, overpaid, but, like, we don't care about contracts in fantasy football. You know, as long as they're paying, playing and they're healthy, that's more important. He is the number one receiver. He's getting paid like number one receiver. He has to go and also just not be used as number one. You know, it wouldn't make sense for them to draft him. They didn't draft another wide receiver that's significantly better or anything. LaVishka Chanel is not better. Marvin Jones isn't really that much better either. So I think he's just poised. If Trevor Lawrence is, in my books, going to have a breakout, you know, that'll be more in our quarterback episode. But that also means that someone has to catch these passes from him. And I have a lot of those going to Christian Kirk. And then my last guy is just a rando. Like, you can probably pick him up after your draft is done. Is Romeo Dobbs, I think his name is. He's a rookie from Green Bay. He's the second rookie wide receiver they drafted. And I've just been hearing from training camp that he's legit. All right. These are pretty good. I love coming back to these later because... Sometimes um, we actually hit it on the nail. I remember I picked Levishka Chenault, I think, a couple of years ago. And um, I think we did pretty well on that one. So, you know. Gav, do you have any? Go next, go. Let me just, let me think about somebody. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Did he take one of yours? No. Well, he definitely trashed on Levishka. But then I realized they have Marvin Jones on there. Marvin Jones is not good, bro. When is Marvin Jones being like, oh shit, they got Marvin Jones, man? I was no, pissed he's just off. Reliable. Did we well, say, either well, way, did we say Alan Lazard. I mean, Alan Lazard. No, you bum. The, that, okay, the you Lazard King. To... Well, that was my pick. Congratulations, oh, go ahead. Dylan. Go, go explain. <laughs> no, explain. it's okay, dude. No, it's fine. It's it's obvious, dude. How are you not going to choose the next wide receiver one in a, um an Aaron Rodgers led offense? It's kind of stupid, and he's going at like 
I don't know what round he is like eighth. It's it's absolutely. He was pretty ridiculous. late last year. Last year he He's was. Like, I didn't right pick now. them off the waiver wire. On, he, on our league. What now that Devonte Adams is there? Who else is he going to be throwing to? The only per, two people that um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers can trust is a uh, Lazard and um, Aaron Squared. I mean, it'd be unruly not to choose the the, the, the best yeah. quarterback's favorite option. True, and I think he Aaron Rodgers hates rookies. Into- yeah. yeah, he's going to default into receiver one. You but trust Sammy Watkins? Talent-wise, talent wise, Romeo Dobbs, man, he's a guy. Oh, come on, man. Get, he's a rookie. You can get him for free. A lot of these, Dude, a lot of these are on a Aaron Rodgers was just hyping up Lazard, bro. I don't care. Talent always wins. I told you, dude, you have to trust the people that the quarterbacks talk about. They eat lunch and dinner and breakfast and maybe tea time. You know, you got to trust those guys. Yeah, that's fine. I guess so. Okay, I'll go with two rookies here. And I'm a little bit surprised and a little bit now concerned that you didn't bring this one up. But George Pickens, Not trying to jinx, not trying to jinx him, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me jinx him then. I think there's a very good chance that we see another rookie wide receiver from the Steelers break out this year. We saw Chase Claypool do it. We saw Deontay Johnson come onto the scene. And now I think that George Pickens can definitely be that guy heading into next season. Obviously, the concern will be about who's going to be throwing it to him. It's not going to be Ben Roethlisberger, who's made wide receiver ones for decades. But, you know, it's going to be Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, right? So then that's the only concern I would have with it. The other thing is that, you know, he still has Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool to beat out. But if you've seen some of these training camp hype videos that for some reason are all over the Sports Council Twitter, I think it's because of G, but, you know. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Pickens is a monster. He, every time I see him, he's trying to fight for the ball. He's trying to get everything. He's making these acrobatic catches. Training camp, you know. You've never even seen a good receiver in training camp. What what are you talking about, bro? (laughs) Name the good last good receiver you saw in your Patriots training camp. Randy Moss, Harry. All right. Let's just continue, Matt. I love the hype around George Pickens, and I loved his tape coming out of college. I think that, you know, as long as the volume is there, and even if the volume isn't there, where are you going to draft this guy? Right now, he's projected in tier 11, 198th, right? Daniel Carson is right under him right now. That's where, (laughs) so you just draft him where the kickers are. You draft him in round 13 right? What's that going to cost you? Nothing. But if you hit on a guy like this, and again, breakout picks, sleeper picks are usually going to be young. They're going to be rookies. They're going to be, you know, sophomores or like in their third year because people are uncertain about them because they don't have enough tape and experience behind them. So you have to basically pick for yourself. It's a feel like, do I think this guy is talented? Do I think he, you know, has a chance to break out this year? If that answer is yes, then yeah, you should go pick that guy. Whatever it takes. Do you really and think he yeah. can take Deontay's spot, though? I don't think he I has think to take Deontay's more, spot. Yeah, I think he's more going to compete with Claypool. Yeah. Deontay's kind of worked himself into that one spot, and we've seen wide Stewart choose in a Pittsburgh offense be productive before. Obviously, it's not the same offense. So like Matt said, it's kind of why my hesitancy was when I'm not like, you know, fully on board is because Ben's not the one you know, leading this hype train. He's not there anymore. Mitch Whiskey, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, 
it's all up in the air. I don't have to see it before I believe it, but I really think if you're going to just, you know, need a receiver, maybe you got a guy that gets hurt during training camp, you already did a draft, and now everybody's taken and drafted. I look at Pickens as he's just have a great person to keep your eye out, especially going into the season. You maybe want to see how he does week one, see if he can touch as you get, pick him up. You're not going to lose anything with those type of sleepers. Exactly. I'll go with one last pick here. Damian Pierce running back out of Houston. Rookie running back. There's Whoa. nobody in the Houston backfield here. You got Rex Burkhead, I think. I don't know if Philip Lindsay's still around, and they signed Marlon Mack, who is coming off an Achilles tear. He looked decent in the games that he had with Indianapolis last year, but I don't think it's anything to really be concerned about in that backfield, which means it's all Damian Pierce's for the taking. You got to look at these rookie running backs. You got to look at these opportunities. And, you know, I think that he has a real chance to steal the running, the starting running back spot from all these guys here. And, you know, there are also training camp reports that make him look like he is kind of leagues above everyone else right now. And I think that it will only be a matter of time before he takes that starting job. Maybe it's in the preseason, honestly. So I don't think this ADP will last for long. He's sitting at about 129 here. So again, guys like Noah Fant, Devontae Parker, Robert Tanyan, who is hurt, and Jarvis Landry of New Orleans. Like, I think you can easily get this guy. And, you know, you would have another kind of starting running back in what, like the 10th, 11th round? That's great value. Especially when you have guys like Gav who's stealing all the starting running backs in the first three rounds, right? Oh, that's so the one, exactly. To, so then you have to get another, you have to Trade find your starting running backs basically later. So I think Pierce is a great uh, pick as well. That's a deep sleeper. <laughs> deep, deep sleeper. Yeah. I'll also mention, I like Chris Olave. I don't have a lot to say about him, but I liked him from college. And I think that he yeah, would do I definitely well think that's a, you know, sounds crazy, but it's a, as Jameis goes team. So, you know, if he stays healthy and plays well, the receivers are bound to, he's making Callaway and Deontay Harris have decent receipts, decent seasons or decent season while he was still playing. So I think you can only, you know, elevate his game and the wide receivers around him will help him elevate his game. And you're throwing to Olave, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, instead of Callaway, Harris and Troutman, you know, it's just it's just a matter of fact to me, so I think you're I think Olave is a great pick, especially because, like I said, you're getting him very late in the draft, so you know he's like the second or third Saints receiver drafted, so less to worry about there. Exactly. Okay, Gab, did you have any other sleepers? I'm horrible about picking wide receivers. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just a wide receiver. I know, you hit me with a running back. No, I don't want to give any more secrets away. It's okay. All right. Have your secrets then. We'll figure them out. I <laughs> gave I gave, I gave three hits out. I promise yeah, I you. Gave, I gave my three sleep, too. <laughs> I, my, my, our, our sleepers are usually the best part of our... I, I, my personal opinion, I feel like we are pretty good with our sleepers. You guys really usually are. I always have horrible... I, I, I have nobody. Oh, yeah. And you more. drafted Debo. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but... That's based on. It was based on. Accidents happen, Matt. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it was based on. Okay, you're stupid. That will do it for this episode of this show. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you can get your podcasts from, and also follow us on Twitter at Bay Council and 
Instagram, sports underscore council to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. It will notify you when the latest episode is out. And, you know, again, it's spelled council, C-O-U-N-S-E-L, the superior form of council. That will do it. Anything Yo, else you want to say before you later, go? Guy, uh, an hour discussion of ball catchers, am I right? <laughs> God, I, I'm, I'm honestly horrible at ball catchers, I'll be honest with you. Diva was my one outlier. Oh my God. He really was. Can I ever get it again? No. I gotta we listen to Dylan. We will see you next time. We will see you next time. <laughs>